You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. On this episode of Reclamation, I see dead people. This episode is called On Death and Dying. And for those of you who don't know, uh, yes, I actually do see dead people. I've, I've seen dead people since, um, well, since I was about eight years old, maybe even younger, but eight is the earliest that I can remember it. And it just so happens that my parents lived in a, what we found out like three or four years later, uh, what used to be a hospice home. And so it was a house that a lot of people went to die in. Um, and that that's a whole nother conversation of itself. And then I really want to focus on the topic at hand on death and dying, because I, I know for me, my entire life, I, I've been, ex- I've experienced a lot of people dying. I've had a lot of death in my life. I mean, I think there was a period of time in my early twenties that I think I lost 15 friends in, in a single year. Um, and it was, that was intense and compared that, you know, that on top of my ability to, to see spirits and see ghosts, um, for me, it always, it, it was, I, it was a driving force of like, I, I wanted to know why it was, it was really a, a driving force behind my own spiritual journey and understanding that. And, not that I ever really feared it. I just didn't really understand it. And I know that's something that, that in our family, we wanted to make sure that in setting up Neva for success, we wanted to make sure that we didn't pass along any type of fear around the concept of death. And so we've elevated the conversation on death and dying to, to a place that is one of acceptance. Um, we, we actually joke about it a little bit in the house and, and not, and joking in a way that doesn't, you know, it's not from a place of, you know, turning it away or, you know, not wanting to look at something, but from a place of just acceptance and knowing that it is part of life. And so love, this concept of, on a death and dying. I know you recently did an episode um, on the science of superpowers, uh, and I don't know if it's aired or not yet. Mm-hmm. If not, it's coming out. But it, 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 it's a um, you know we we talk you, you talk about that in in your book, the science of superpowers, um, and it, it is such an amazing chapter on on the concept of death and dying. What does that look like for you? I mean, my experience in it has been completely different because I, I, I like I said, I see dead people, <laughs> right? I, I, and it's there. What, what has your experience been with death and dying? And we've, we've had an amazing journey from, um, you know, just all of it. And we'll get to that, to get some more of that on the backs of this conversation too. But for you, what, what is, what has your experience been with death and dying? Well, I think, I mean, that's a, that's a huge question in, in, from the from the book standpoint, kind of where I'm sitting with it now, while while I don't see dead people, I see the patterns that are associated with death and and our perceptions of it and what we think about it and what it is and all of these other things. And in 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 the part of the book you're talking about, what I'm discussing there is how everything dies. And it, and it, it it's kind of a a touchy subject for people because when when we put our foundations in the physical when we put when we identify as bodies or when we identify as humans as of this world then the fact that things of this world and in of our bodies dies 
makes us real squirmy that that it it threatens our very existence essentially the only way to truly transcend death is to identify as something that transcends death that's beyond death and that's that aspect of us that, that exists in the divine and and it's a very different walk and, and so so for me the traditionally you know i mourned death when i was young i didn't i didn't have a lot of i wasn't surrounded by a lot of it but i can remember grandparents passing and still having real feelings about that um, because the perception was always one of loss. And it took quite a bit to turn that into one of celebration. And it doesn't mean that yeah, the human, died. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean the human aspects don't mourn, that that there's not that they're not susceptible to those waves of emotion coming through because like that they want to stomp their phone and go, wait, wait, but what about us? Like, yeah, maybe you're doing what you're doing and you're on your path, but I enjoyed having you here with me, right? I enjoyed being able to hug you and touch you and kiss you and, 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 and talk with you, you know, maybe on the phone or face to face, not etherically, right? Not channeling you through somebody else, right? Whatever it might be, like, you know, we do have those human pieces that, that feel left out when that happened and, and their lives, especially if you were um, really intimately connected in with that person, it, it your life changes well especially because the energetics right that the energetics completely shift because the person's no longer there you're not necessarily in their energy field but i think it just it just elevates and and well the- i would say you're not i would say it's i don't know i, I don't know about the energy field I, I think that 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 is part of what um you can continue to sort of access i think it's the physicality of yeah. it that that really trips us up and 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 again it's it only impacts us at the place where we identify as bodies as 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 people separated from each other and that's that's how most of us were were programmed and we see each other as meat suits right right and and, and not the the spiritual beings that we actually are so Neva, I know you have had some really interesting experiences with death. I mean, you're 11 years old, but you've experienced death. And I think there's a lot of kids that you're, mm-hmm. that are your age that have experienced death. And, you know, at a very young age, you saw beings, you saw, you saw things as well. So what, what's your experience with death been? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. I think for me, it's been a bunch of different things. Um, Last year, our close friend Bernie Dorman passed, and I, like, I was, I guess, sad. My human was sad, but I didn't feel a sense of feeling left out. If that makes sense, like, it, it was knowing that the physicality things weren't going to happen again, but also knowing just sitting in a space of gratitude. And I actually did a eulogy for him. And that was a really interesting experience because I was 10. Um, but I think for me, it's always been, especially since I I also see dead people in a sense, as being able to see beings and um, light energy and stuff. It's been, I've always been in a state of like curiosity around it because like I would see beings come into my room and stuff and wonder, oh, were you a person before mm-hmm. or are you just like kind of vibing in the spiritual realm? And there was cases where it was both. And so I think, and we've talked a lot about like seeing things, seeing energy. I see energy move a lot, but how do you sit in a space, especially when there are such, I guess, fear around the idea of ghosts around people dying 
I think I had to get to a space where I had to release the fear about it to not to be okay with it. And I think for a while it was like a big fear of mine. It was like, oh my goodness, I see a ghost. What does that mean? Like, are they going to haunt me or something? I've never been haunted. Or at least I don't think I have. Um, But I think... Then you haven't. If you don't think you have, then you haven't. (laughs) Exactly. So I think releasing the fear around it because society says, oh, and some dies, like, I think the first thing someone says to you is like, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Like, that's that's the immediate thing you say is... But I think... I had to release the story that you lost something. The human did. The physicalities may not be the same. Like, no, you may not be able to hug that person the Mm -hmm. same way again. But I think also not letting that affect when you were able to. You know, like, I think a good story is that people go to is that when you lose, quote, lose somebody and they, they pass over, I think is that you forget the good that happened when they were here. And so you're, you kind of gain a story that the things that you did have with them weren't the same. Hmm. Well, that, that's, I'm, that's a great segue because I, we're going to explore the elephant in the room on the backside of this conversation because this, this is going to, this is going to open up. You, you just, you really, that's a great, great segue baby girl i I absolutely love you folks if if you are enjoying these types of conversations you want to learn more dive into the the human consciousness the human subconsciousness how to explore these types of topics and what they look like in your life come play with us inside the superpower universe go to superpowerexperts.com and join the superpower plus the spu plus membership stay with us we'll be right back Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. All right, welcome back to Reclamation. We are talking about on death and dying. And I'm just going to call out the elephant in the room. Folks, if you're listening to this, you are going to die. Dun, 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 dun. And I think that's an aspect. You were talking about this right before the break, baby girl, of like, you don't want that to impact the physicalness, right? Of when somebody's still around, right? When somebody, especially if they're they're dying and they're maybe they're going through cancer or maybe they're just old and they're dying, you know, we, we tend to focus on that. We want to focus on the death piece, right? Because that means, what does that mean for us? Well, for me, it, it's the concept of it, knowing that we're all going to die. That should give us permission to want to live when we have the ability to live. I think for me, that's a really great point. I think for me, sitting in the space of knowing everyone's gonna die i remember when i was younger i would lie awake at night thinking oh my goodness all the people i love are eventually going to die 
and that was a big fear of mine i would like have nightmares about it and have to wake you guys up i think knowing that the world that we live on here and the lives that we have here are temporary gives me more reason to love someone harder Ooh, love harder go get that merch um any <laughs> all right and a great example of that is my 99 year old great grandma she i talk about her a lot she's like the best person in the world um she's feisty she's 99 she she now lives on an oxygen tank she still walks around the house i remember one time she was feeling so feisty and we were getting a ramp set up for her so she could go outside and before my cousins and i could get it set up she started walking out of the platform door by herself and i sit was sitting there trying to stop her this 99 year old body slams me out of the way she is like it's like a hip check. <laughs> was mom had to like come running in slow motion to like stop the ninety nine year old from walking out, but she's the perfect example of that because we've had experiences with her where I I found myself questioning if that was going to be the last time we'd see her or not, and that was a big fear of mine for a really long time. And I'm not gonna lie, I haven't fully released that fear yet, but knowing that she won't be here forever knowing that she may be on her way out gives me more reason to love her more now because like we could die any day i could die right now and that would make for a really interesting episode it really Just, would that would die. be oh dude we would like are you thinking about it i mean i'm not gonna say no i'm not no, <laughs> no i don't think <laughs> I mean, i'm going anywhere I really right seriously look at the marketing opportunity on death and dying and you choose this moment to go come on i'm just kidding okay. see this is how we talk see, about it though right? exactly and I think when when I was younger, that's when we would start the conversation of like, I guess, quote, quote unquote, joking about it. And it's not to poke fun at it because death is also a very serious thing. But it it is also not something that you have to be afraid of. It's like pets. I think people have pets and humans separate. With pets, you know they're not going to be around forever, but you still love them. You still take care of them. And I think with humans, with people we love and care about, it's often separated we from often, that. We often overlook that piece, right? Yes, we overlook that piece of loving that person now. And I think sometimes people stop loving somebody because of the fear of losing them. Well, let's take a look at that. Where where does that emotion around death come from, babe? Where we, we, we have so much energy bottled up from just the love that we felt from the person. How do how do people transmute that? How can they transmute that energy, that emotional energy when when they're when they're looking and dealing with death, when they're staring it straight in the face, whether it be their own mortality or, or somebody that they care about? Well, those are really two different answers, and they're not going to like it. The the transmuting <laughs> the energy is is what we taught Neva. So when she says she did a eulogy, to be very clear, she did a eulogy in that was live streamed to thousands of people because of the 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 cool. outpouring cool. Of, of people that wanted to participate in a celebration of life during the during the pandemic. Um, and, and, and stepped into a container that was so overwhelming. It was, it was an eight-hour event. With the emotional energy, with, 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 with you know, really, really well-known people in the personal development space. And she was the only child invited to do a eulogy. A lot of adults passed because they didn't know how to 
how to deliver something in the midst of that emotion. And 30 minutes beforehand, we were sitting there holding her because the, the emotional energy that was wa- washing over her was so extreme and she's sensitive to those things and telling her like, look, this is above and beyond. You do not have to do this. Nobody is expecting you to do this. And the courage that she fostered in that moment to say, I want to, this matters. He mattered to me and I want to be able to tell people why. And, um, and so we said, okay, here's the only way we know of how to do it, right? You're going to have to let those waves wash over you. You take the pause, you take the breath, you don't hide from them. You let the tears come and you sit in that space and you speak truth. And she did it. And, and, but that was, again, <laughs> I, I've never seen an adult do what she yeah. did in that moment. And a lot of it is because she, she, like, as she speaks to, she doesn't have the layers built up, but it doesn't require any less courage, folks. And so, that is how you transmute the emotional energy. It ha- for those of you who get your intuition through emotional energy, that is incredibly crucial that you understand that technique. On the flip side of things, though, the only way to handle the, the death and dying conversation is that we have to be able to see ourselves beyond it. And, and that means the, the reason why it feels so incredibly torturous to people is because they're stuck in this concept. It really does feel like life or death to them. Because when you identify as a body that we know is going to die, it means that everything is a threat. Everything is a potential for you to lose your identity because you think you are the body that's inevitably going to die. There is only one way and one way only to supersede that, and that is to transcend the human existence Stop identifying as the body and remember who you are. We don't like to do that because our humans like to complain and wallow and commiserate in the suffering. That's what I know people don't love to hear. It's not a simple answer. You can't take a magic pill. You have to be willing to transcend that exact piece. And that's what Neva just gave voice to. It is a journey, even at her age without those layers. It's a journey. Those of you who've been around for a few decades, you've got some work to do peeling back those layers. Mm-hmm physical body you are not right <laughs> it's the concept of the force and then for for us it's it's the concept of the divine and, and building a relationship with the divine uh, allows you to move beyond the physical move beyond the body and realize that the energy of who you are carries on well beyond the physicalness of your your meat suit. Well, and that fear is going to limit you to to just just like Neva was talking about. Like like it's it's not just about loving the other person harder. What about you? What about living your life? What about having an impact now? What about doing something so that your energetics and your impact actually continue long after your body has died? Exactly. And folks, especially those of you who are like me and operate in the emotional energy space, don't build an idea. Oh, you can. It it will be very painful if you do. Tr- please try not to build an identity around the sadness, around the emotion that you feel. Let it pass through you. And something I found that was that helped me deal with, I guess, the personhood of me that wanted to grieve is the last time I saw Bernie before he passed, he was talking to me about the projection, which I guess is the the internal how's the best way to describe it the internal heaven that we see for ourselves and so for me that's the place where all the people i love kind of hang out like the like when you'd ask yourself like what would jesus do or like what would my mom do like they're chilling out in that little space in your head and he said that even 
long after everybody passes that who's in your projection, they will still be there for you. And that was the best way I could help myself realize that I, that he wasn't gone. And y'all, especially when you're dealing with somebody who may be in the process of passing, who you, you're questioning if it's going to be the last time if you see them again, you have to love them. I found myself doing that with my great grandma is that fear would come up and be like, Oh goodness, I don't want to get sad. I don't want to feel that fear. And instead I would operate in the fear and I would, sh- would not choose love first for her. And of course I regretted it afterwards. So loving the person that you have that fear for and putting who they are, putting their happiness above that fear is, I get for me, that's the best way you can get over that fear. And, and, and it's, you bring up a great point, Neva, in, in, in the fact that how do you transmute that? I, you, you said, you know, not being in the emotion, you know, and the media what popped in my head was, is the, the concept or the idea when we look at death, we automatically I did try to identify as the feeling, as the emotion that I, I am, am sad, sad. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the best things that you can do for yourself if you're experiencing somebody that's dying or a pet that's dying or maybe you've recently lost somebody is that internal language of the I am shifted. You as a person, you as a being in your wholeness and your perfection of who you are and your highest are not sad, but you might be feeling sad. So rather than giving voice to saying I am sad, say I am feeling sad sad and that that one little word right there will help you move through any situation I and mean, it could be it could be sad it could be angry it could be whatever emotion is typically around death it's always it's typically sadness but when you don't identify as the emotion it it it, it puts it at arm's reach to where you, it keeps you in the observer role to where you can see that this is not the end that there, there is something more than that and that life goes on and you're going to get a chance to live. And every time you lose somebody or a pet or, or somebody close to you, recognize it's an opportunity to live harder, to love harder, and, and be together now when you can. And I think I think that concept of fear is so strong that, I mean, we see it. Social media puts it out there. There's so much fear, right? If you do this, if you do this, it always comes back down to the concept of, oh, my God, I'm going to die right? What happens if you don't have a job? What happens if you don't have this? Every fear comes back to the concept of death. So, babe, how, how can we really, how can we really help people move this energy and, and help them transmute if they're, if they're going through something right now? How, what, what, is, what are sort of simple steps that they can start doing right now to really just start looking at death differently? Well, you two have outlined them really, really well in the sense that you don't identify in it, that, that if you are in the experience of emotion, then speak as that, like, like, ultimately, I am, right, I'm whole, um, and, and yet I might be feeling this way, right? For those of you playing the advanced game or the multidimensional game, start really speaking truth, which is you're, you're actually not feeling it. There's, there's a sensory um, concept that's happening for you. You're perceiving it. You're sensing emotional waves, which is just energy in motion, right? We don't even have to label them as sad, um, but those waves can come over us depending on what predisposed superpowers you are and what your sensitivities are. You know, that, that'll kind of dictate how, how you receive it. 
But but what is even more true is that we have amazing um, receptors in our physical body and in our spiritual bodies that where we can perceive of things that are going on with ourselves, with other people, and in the world at large, and we pick up on that stuff all the time. And so it's really challenging. If you don't know how you interact with the world energetically, if you don't understand how your energy body works, if you don't understand what you're susceptible to, it makes it really difficult to know how to train your human well, right? But, you know, some general steps are, are the not identifying in it, seeing beyond it, right? With kids, one of the things we did with Neva with that fear of her dad and I dying was was, was just talking with her, right? Part of that fear comes from, I'm not going to know what to do. Yes, she loves us and she doesn't want us to leave this physical plane, I'm sure, but the maybe in moments, but, but, you know, you know, most of the time we don't talk about that. And, um, and, and, and at the same time, part of that fear comes from as a child, like the world is not designed to support you in the sense of, of, of being autonomous. Right. So what we did was early on, I was like, Hey, what would you do if we weren't here? Right. You can't open that jar and you really want that jar open. What would you do if we weren't here? How would you solve this problem? And so at 11, she's incredibly self-sufficient and, and, and self-reliable. And so some of that helps to dissipate the fear because we've allowed her to develop to a place where she's really confident that if something happens to us, she'd be fine on her own. She could probably go out and get her own place she could right now. Order her own groceries. She, she, she works like she, you know, she, she has all of those abilities. So, so the fear can, can be seen for, exactly what it is, which is sadness at the thought of her physical beingness being separate from our physical beingness. And then we can work with it on more of an etheric or spiritual level, but arming them with tools and recognizing like, this is a really scary world for kids when we don't help them understand how to navigate it. Right. When we keep all the adult stuff to ourselves and and keep the kids in their kids spaces, they're really ill-equipped for life if you do that. And so so, so there's there's a multitude sort of a thing of things that steps that people can take. Know where you're at on the journey. Know what your next step is in terms of your development and your growth, and then allow yourself to be in pursuit of that, no matter what it presents to you. Even if it presents something really not popular by societal standards, like making fun of death. Um, so that we can see those fears out front. Um, not, and I wouldn't even say making fun of it. It's, it's, um, it's treating it in, in the consideration that it deserves, honestly, and, and removing it from our decision making processes, right? Not making decisions because of the fear of death and saying, you know, you know, we're going to live. And, and not only that, but folks, if you maintain that, that fear of death, you cannot, heed the call of spirit. You cannot pivot when you need to pivot. You cannot make the decisions that that God's asking you to make because you're saying, okay, well, I would, but I'm a little bit afraid over here because of death. You have to be able to turn all of that over. And that includes what you think death is. And you have to let God tell you what death is and is not. And trust me, if you're talking with God, God is not saying if you die, that that's it. That's it yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. We're, we're no longer in relationship. That's not what that means. And so so the pursuit of that relationship aids tremendously in, in, in these types of conversations. Absolutely. And, and Neva, final thoughts. What what advice would you give to kids that are experiencing death that might be might be being told that they're they have to be sad or they should be feeling sad? Yeah. How would you encourage them to to walk through that journey of death? Yeah, I think something I think everyone, not just kids, need to realize is that we all have our separate paths and sometimes our paths cross and it's amazing when they do and you get to learn from other people and sometimes people leave your your path sooner than you were you think you were ready for 
to continue their own in a different way. And when the, uh, especially with the idea of death, the concept of losing somebody, it's really easy to want that selfish piece to get involved is like, oh my goodness, I wish you stayed. But, and I think people say this a lot is like, oh, they're in a better place now. And I, I think that's true because most of the time when people pass, it means that their walk on this earth is complete. That's something I walked through when Bernie was, when Bernie passed is I knew his journey was done. He had done everything he possibly could have on this earth. And sometimes people leave maybe a little bit sooner than their impact was done. But releasing that story of just because they're out of your path means that you have to be sad about it because, and I, I walk through like being happy for them because they, their path gets to continue. Their walk gets to continue and it helps me learn and grow on my path because I'm able to walk away. Wait, no, wait, let me rewind. I'm able to release those attachments that I had to the emotions around it. And my advice to kids is I get it. It's very scary sometimes. And I know because I would lie awake at night thinking about these things. And I think kids, the best thing you can do for yourself is learn how to get like, like what we were talking about is what would I do if they weren't here is try to do everything you possibly could come up with all the solutions. I do that all the time when I'm out in public without my parents and I come across something that I don't know if I could do without them. I try my hardest and I find all the solutions I possibly can to get it done without them. And that doesn't mean that you don't need your, well, it actually is saying that you don't need them to stay alive and releasing the emotional attachments around what you would do if they were or weren't there is a great way to start. And parents, please help your kids walk through that because it can be a very scary thing, especially as your kids are growing up, not knowing when they're going to die, not knowing when you're going to die is showing them how to be independent, showing them how to release that emotional attachment and walk through the emotion with them. Let it pass them, not not just saying that they have to be sad, they have to be mad. Or that they can't be sad yeah. or, or they can't they, be mad. Exactly, let it pass through them. I recognize they are, they are not sad, they are feeling exactly. sad. Exactly, and kids, the best way you can handle the feeling of the I am sad is think of when someone asks what, like, how you're feeling don't go to the i am like you are your name i am neva i am not sad go to i'm feeling that one little word can change your entire mindset around it and it sounds like we're doing an advertising for the word feeling but trust me it helps and it has helped me to release those emotional attachments don't sit in the i am and parents help your kids walk through it kids help your parents walk through it and release those stories together absolutely fantastic this is this is a conversation i know is one that that is tough for a lot of people to have and it's something that we don't shy away from and it's something that we we help people navigate through and so if you're having trouble dealing with death or if you're having trouble integrating those emotions or moving beyond the i am and identifying as as the feeling then don't worry we've got a community that is designed to support you, to uplift you, to love you, to embrace you, and to encourage you so you don't have to walk on that journey alone. And if that is what you're looking for, then come play with us inside the Superpower Universe. Go to superpowerexperts.com. 
join the SPU Plus membership and come play with us. We'd love to have you there. And from our family, our inspired family to yours, we we love you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.